Blog Talk Radio. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am so charged up to tell you about today's show. We're going to be talking about men who forgave their partners. All right. So most men, if they found out that their partner was cheating, they would just leave. So what happened in these instances to make these men forgive their cheating spouse? Were the women that exceptional? Did these men just have a soft spot? Or was it the good old, it's easier to stay than to break up rule? Okay, let's see. I want you to call in on this topic. I'm sure many of us have been cheated on, and I want to hear your stories. What did you do? Did you allow the relationship to continue, or did you break it off like a snap? Um, Call us on this phone number, 323-642-1677. Again, that number is 323-642-1677. All right. So when infidelity happens, challenging to decide what to do next. These men, for better or worse, chose to forgive and stay with their partners. The following men discuss how and why they decided to forgive their partners after learning that their woman had cheated. All right. So the first guy writes in and he says, confession. This is what it took for him. It took a while for me to realize, he says, what an awesome person she was for confessing. My girlfriend since high school made out with some guy in Mexico. The next day, she called me crying and told me everything. She said that she had gotten drunk, they were dancing at a club, and she made a stupid mistake. At the time, I was so angry, I just broke up with her on the spot. It took a while for me to realize what an awesome person she was for confessing. I later learned that all of her friends there tried to talk her out of calling me to confess, but she called me anyway. So she came to me, admitted it, and completely broke down. By the way, men almost never confess, in my opinion. The standard operating procedure procedure for a man is to deny, deny, deny. And then step two is to make her wrong. And, and a guy usually does this by yelling, anger, blaming her, oh, you're crazy, and more. So, you know, it's, it's interesting that this guy was so impressed, impressed with confession. 
because when the tables are turned, guys almost never resort to confession. And the reason why is because guys will try to avoid being wrong at any and all costs. So by confessing, it usually means to a guy that he's got to admit he's done something wrong, which they don't want to do. So it's interesting that this guy set, you know, put such high esteem on the woman confessing. Now, when you look at it from the woman's point of view, I think it's way easier for a woman to confess because she doesn't have the stigma that if I confess, I'm wrong. Okay. So um, I'm glad that this guy was impressed with that tactic, but in general, if the tables were turned, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. All right. So let's go on to the next guy. He says for him, what it took for him is genuine heartbreak led to another chance. So he writes in and he says, I gave her another chance because of how genuinely heartbroken she seemed that she did it. She came to me, admitted it, and completely broke down. Even though it took a long time to earn back my trust with her, she's a different person now, and I trust her more than any other person in my life. It's been about five years since then, and we couldn't be happier. Now, okay, here's another one, genuine heartbreak. Well, what I say to this is, Women are generally more emotional than men, and it's generally easier for them to display heartbreak, right? I mean, it only makes sense. Now, just because you display heartbreak, does that mean you're truly remorseful? Probably not. You know, women kind of use their emotions as a ploy, and it doesn't necessarily mean she's remorseful. It doesn't remorseful. It doesn't necessarily mean that she wouldn't do the same behavior again. It doesn't necessarily mean anything other than, hey, she's genuinely heartbroken. <laughs> or she's, I should say, she's genuinely, genuinely displaying heartbreak. Doesn't mean she is. So if I were the guy, I wouldn't cut her so much slack. Okay, the next guy says, she communicated with me. That's why he took her back. Uh-huh. All right, let's see what he has to say. He says, I forgave my significant other after she cheated on me uh, while out drinking. I gave her a second chance because she communicated with me. She told me everything she could remember the next morning, and she seemed remorseful. Above all else, the guy writes, I laid down what I would need to be able to trust her again. While it hasn't been all sunshine and roses, then okay, I trust her implicitly. The trust is back, and I didn't expect that to ever truly happen. We're closer than we've ever been, and our relationship and love grows every day. We love each other, recognize the mistake, and want to try to make it work, so we did. It worked out, and I no longer worry that she's cheating or anything else along those lines. Oh boy. Okay. So anyway, his main thing is why he forgave her is she communicated with me. So what? Women are better communicators in general, just as the gender thing in general than men. They've learned this since age four or five. Haven't you noticed 
uh, first graders and second graders after a point in time um, during those those years, women far excel in communication skills than do young boys. So the fact that now she's an adult and she communicated with me, that's no surprising feat for a woman. Um, if I were a guy, would I let her off the hook just for that? No, I don't think so. Um, and then he goes on to say, I laid down the law on what I would need to trust her again. Okay, well, I guess that's a good start. He should lay down the law. Um, but, you know, another thing that I want to let your woman go out drinking on her own, because, you know, liquor is quicker. And women get into a lot of trouble when they've had too much to drink, and it's not a good scene. So I would say, you know, don't don't let her be doing that. Well, all right. So anyway, she communicated with me. That was his deal. All right. Well, again, I think these are being far too generous. And one of the reasons why I have trouble with this particular study is because they are deeming that both sexes operate the same. And as you will see when you get my book, Mastering Women, get it on Amazon, the real truth about women that will change your life forever. I spend the entire first chapter going over how the sexes are not the same. You know, he thinks, oh, it's such a big deal to be a communicator or to be heartfelt where in reality, after you read my book, you'll be very clear on how different the sexes are and they're coming from a different place. So certain values that may be important to the guy, you know, those skills actually may come pretty easy for the woman, of which I think this falls in that category. So get it, Mastering Women on Amazon, paperback or the ebook. You can download in a few seconds uh, on the ebook, get that and make that happen. All right, let's go back. The next person says, forgiveness was easier than starting over. Now, this one I, I do tend to agree with. He says that his wife cheated on him. Ultimately, in this case, forgiveness was easier than starting over. She regretted it, eliminated the guy from her life, and vowed to make it right. Um, it won't ever be the same again, he says, but that's okay because we're happier than ever. So with resistance on his part, he went to counseling. Well, they both went to counseling and in the process, we opened up about everything that was going on between us and our issues. Okay. So this one I do agree with. Um, a lot of times, guys don't like to start over. They don't want to train a new woman. It's like they already have certain set habits and behaviors, and it's just easier to not rock the boat. So in his case, he just found it easier to forgive her than to start over. Is that a good plan of action? Probably not. Probably you might get in the same situation again. There's no guarantee. It doesn't seem like this particular guy did a few extra steps to ensure that, um, you know, things are going to be honky-dory. He seems to think they're going to be okay, but I don't think he did what's necessary to make it okay, to make, you know, her not do this again, right? So I, I don't know if that was implanted strong enough. All right, the next person says, 
counseling was surprisingly freeing. Ooh, I like this one a lot. Okay, so he says, we had not been honest with each other in years. We had a mountain of issues that led to where we were. Now, these two statements, I think, are very telling and very common for most couples. Um, So I agree with him on this part. And he goes on to say, I've heard it said that, well, um, before I get into what he said, uh, this is my opinion here. I have heard it said that some cheaters actually do want to be found out. It creates a new platform to discuss things, whereas otherwise their partner may not be open to having such an in-depth conversation. So he goes on to say, when I found out she was having an affair, I immediately wanted a divorce. But a friend of mine who had gone through this gave me, gave him some very good advice. Uh, The friend, talking to the guy now, said, wait at least two months before you decide what you're going to do. And two, don't let anger be the primary cause for your decision. All right, well. I I guess I do agree with those two points. Why not? Um, I think just letting time go by, for example, just letting two months go by before you decide things, I think that's not a good plan. In this particular scenario, time isn't going to cure anything. It's better to discuss what is going on. And counseling is one way that you can finally, one for all, get your needs met and get out the truth and have a third party there who hopefully will take a a neutral stance and listen to both both of you to come up with a solution that's actually going to work for your marriage. So I would not say let time go by. That's not going to work. You have to make active use of that time. Um, The second one, he says, don't let anger be the primary cause for your decision. I realize that a lot of guys do jump to anger, understandably so. I understand, you know, how a guy could be angry in this uh, particular uh, situation. But I would also not lose track of your other senses and other emotions in coming to um, an evaluation as to what you should do with your marriage. So I think Going to counseling is a very constructive thing. It can be constructive. Oftentimes, uh, one person isn't playing. (laughs) So that's not going to work either, right? So you have to have two active partners. If she's not taking an active role in the counseling, that's probably some writing on the walls, writing on the wall that it's not going to continue in a positive way. So take a look at those things. Um, He goes on to say, So reluctantly at first, we worked at it and we learned our love languages and tried to make it work. And it's been a thousand percent better than before. After bridging this massive rift, we feel like we've gotten over an enormous trauma that actually brought us closer. So what is he talking about here? There's a psychologist who wrote a book about the five love languages and You know, for example, one party might be, their love language might be be a hug or a kiss or, um, you know, holding somebody's hand. It's a physical uh, translation of how they experience love. Now, the other partner might experience a completely different love language. It might be words of affection. 
So maybe he or she is looking for affirmation or um, acceptance in some way or respect or trust. And that is translated in a verbal way, in a written way, or it could be oral too, but with words, in other words. So you have to learn each other's love language. And most likely the two of you don't have the same love language. And so when you're trying to get your point across to your spouse, you have to talk in their love language so it sinks in. So the fact that they learn this either through counseling or by reading the book, I think it's a good thing. So you have to see, see and use uh, the love language to, you know, progress your relationship further. So I agree with that. He goes on to say, I forgave my um, significant other after she cheated on me while out drinking. Oh, I'm sorry. I, this is another new, new, new person now speaking. No sex, but it doesn't have to be sex to be cheating, right? I told her I need her to stop going out and getting drunk like that, especially with the people she was with because they encouraged it. I didn't give her an ultimatum. I even said if she wanted to drink, I'd happily go out with her and be her designated driver and her moral compass, considering none of her drinking friends would be. Agree with completely. So I write in my book, Mastering Women, uh, don't let her go out with the girls, especially to a club. I mean, you can go out for dinner or lunch or something like that and have one or two drinks and all is good. Everybody goes on their merry, merry way and all is good. But to go out to a club or go out to a place where you're going to be con, uh, consistently drinking like four, five, six, seven drinks, it's not a good look and your woman's going to get in trouble because her defenses are down and liquor is quicker and, you know, she's going to get in trouble. So don't give her an opportunity like that. So if you want to be her DD, um, she's probably not going to drink that much if you go with her. Um, if you want to be her moral compass, I don't think you need to be her moral compass. I'm just saying as a guy, you should try to have her avoid being in a situation where she's going to be slamming those drinks down and shots for all. And, you know, if she's getting up into um, close to double digit drinking, it's just not going to be a good look. It's just not very safe and she's going to get in trouble. All right. So he's saying in his case, they didn't have sex, but quote unquote, it was just a kiss. Um, the wife told him what happened the day after it did and was remorseful and apologetic. She didn't try to make any excuses about what happened. She admitted she had made a mistake and knew why it was such a big deal. It was just a single moment of weakness and ultimately uh, the guy saw no need in ending a great relationship over something that she was genuinely ashamed of doing. She hasn't done it again and we quote unquote forgot the whole thing happened. Um, yeah, I guess you can forgive a kiss. I guess you can be remorseful. Um, you know, what I would do is try to extract what additional steps she can take to stay on the straight and narrow and not stray and not put herself in this kind of high risk situation. 
All right. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking today about men who forgave their partners uh, after having found out that they cheated. So would you do that? Would you forgive your partner? And under what circumstances? I definitely, definitely would like to hear. Call us at 323-642-1677. And when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about the women and why they cheated on their partners. We will catch you right back after the break. All right. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about men who forgave their partners. If you'd like to join in on this topic, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Our phone-in number is 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677. So now we're going to talk a little bit about why the women say that they cheated on their partners. Now, of course, people have different reasons for cheating. If you've ever had your heart broken due to infidelity, you know that it's a special kind of gut punch that takes a surprising amount of effort to overcome. You may never again be able to fully trust your partner after they've cheated. In fact, it might be so devastating that you may never trust any future woman uh, after this, after your partner has cheated. So according to today, cheating, including emotional affairs, is one of the main causes of divorce. Although the Institute for Family Studies reports that more husbands than wives admit to being 
unfaithful. There has been a 40% increase in unfaithful women since 1990, while the men's statistics have stayed about the same. So not only is there an increase, it seems like that number keeps rising and rising. So here are some of the reasons that women give for cheating. So one woman writes, well, she wasn't quite ready to leave him because of the kids. Um, he had cheated on me multiple times, and I wasn't quite ready to leave him because of the kids. So I tried to get some kind of revenge by sleeping with someone, too. In retrospect, I wish that I had kept the high ground. I then left him two months later. Now, to this I say, pay attention to this one a lot. As I write in my book, Mastering Women, I think that women don't usually have they don't usually cheat because of sexual reasons, because of physical reasons like men do. They often cheat due to emotional reasons. And I think the number one emotional reason as to why women cheat is for revenge. Some kind of way they want to get even with you. So in this case, turned out that he had cheated a few times and she's like, oh, okay, two can play that game. I'll get even with you. I'll go out and cheat as well. So very common. So I would keep, you know, uh, I would keep my eyes and ears open for, for something like this because this is one that comes up a lot, revenge. All right, the next woman goes on to write, I desired an emotional attachment. Before we were married, while it wasn't physical, I had an emotional attachment to somebody. At the time, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, believed what, what, what happened was cheating. There was a lot of trauma during uh, the time that I did it. The sole reason I did it was because I desired an emotional attachment. My husband had left out of the blue for nearly a year, and when he came back, I was unsure of whether or not I wanted to be with somebody who could so easily leave after developing such a strong relationship with me. During that year, I developed a relationship with another man, which I cut off once my husband and I started dating again. However, there were still problems between uh, the two of us, so I reverted back to the other man. Um, yeah, so what I want to say to this one was women are very in tune with emotional attachments. In fact, in my book, I call that second which means to connect with her. So if you're not making a decided effort to connect with a woman, you are going to be in jeopardy. By the way, by the, way the, the book, Mastering Women, goes takes into account years of academic research in this field. I have a degree in psychology from UCLA, um, differences that I studied. So it includes that. Plus, I decided to take it take my research to the man on the street and I interviewed over the internet 20,000 men to get their take on what their dating and mating, you know, uh, rituals and habits and roadblocks, et cetera, uh, were in their lives. So um, from that data, 
from the man on the street data and from the academic research, I determined that we are driven by primarily by four core drives. And it's my contention that if you do these core drives, you can win over any woman, anywhere, anytime with, without respect to race, color, creed, religion, geography, any of that kind of stuff, because they are inherent drives. And one of those drives to win over a woman is that you need a connection there, that you need to have some commonality to keep going. Now, the core drives are different for men than they are for women. Now, if you review the top 20 drives, yes, there is some overlap between the, between the sexes. But um, if you're only saying one gender or another, the core drives for men are different than the core drives for women. So for women, which is what I discuss in Mastering Women, for women, those core drives are confidence. Number one is confidence. Women need confidence like they need air. Number two is connect with her. And while we're at it, number three is caring. If you don't give a rip about this person, you should um, have this woman exit your life because she's not good for you. You just don't care about her, right? Let her go. She's not the right person for you. Number four is character, or sometimes I call it consistent. You have to walk the walk talk the talk, be consistent in your actions, which is what I call character and integrity, right? So those are the four C's. And if you have those C's, you're, you're in, it's the magic key, you're in with any woman, and it'll be good. So I understand what she's saying here, that there was no emotional connection, and that's why she's straight. So very important uh, point to make note of, right? All right, next lady on the list, she says, the relationship with my lover was not really satisfying or healthy. So she thinks she, quote, unquote, sort of cheated on a boyfriend back when she was 19. As it turns out, this lover came out of the closet not long after. Because of that, she claims that she could rationalize that it wasn't really cheating because it was not a healthy or long-lasting relationship. So my view of this, just because he came out of the closet shortly thereafter, cheating is cheating. You, you can dress it up and call it something else, but it was still cheating. <laughs> All right. Um Next woman says, he got back together with me once he had his fun. She goes on to, to write, I would cheat on my current boyfriend because he dumped me to date somebody else. Then he got back together with me once he had his fun. I guess two, two can play that game as she admits that she is just biding her time until the right opportunity presents itself. All right, well, again, she's getting even with this person because if he's cheating around, she figures, well, I can cheat around too. And for both of you, I say, why are you calling each other boyfriend, girlfriend? Don't be in a relationship. If you're going to have um, an open relationship like that, just call it what it is. It's friends with benefit, and that way nobody gets hurt. So I think they're both wrong in this uh, scenario. Um, next woman goes on to write, he pushed me over the edge one night. I did cheat on the one person in my life. He wasn't a great guy, and he was always accusing me of sleeping with other men when I wasn't. 
He pushed me over the edge one night when he told me he was going to mess up the guy taking my pictures um, uh, for a, a photo sh- for an upcoming photo shoot. And in her rage, I just decided to screw it all, she says. It was immature as heck, but in my defense, I dumped him the next day rather than lying to him or continuing the relationship. I don't plan on cheating again. I guess there is only so much harassment you can take, especially when the allegations are not true. All right. So in this particular case, she can't seem to get through to this guy. I mean, he seems like he's very jealous, hyper jealous and super sensitive. And she can't talk any rhyme or reason. He's already got his mind made up that she is cheating when she wasn't. So again, it's a case of I'm getting even with you because I can't get through to you. You're not being a good communicator. You've already got your mind made up and that's not me. I haven't been cheating. So, you know, if you, I guess if you get accused of this too many times, you want to prove him right and you go out and cheat. I get it. This woman who's coming up, she says, I was afraid of being alone. I wasn't happy in my relationship and I was afraid of being alone. So I didn't like confrontation and I was scared out of my mind in making the wrong decision. Whether that decision was staying or leaving, I cried about it a lot. I knew I was hurting him and myself, but couldn't bring myself to just end it. I did break up a break up with him after a while. So Cheating is unforgivable, and by being the cheater, I didn't deserve to be with him. Oh, I see. So this is girl logic. (laughs) So she feels that she couldn't break up with him under normal circumstances, but, you know, she she knows that cheating is immoral or or, uh, unforgivable, you know, her words. So she decided to become a cheater, so she had the courage to finally break up with him. All right, I get it. All right, if you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about men who forgave their partners. Why did they do so? Would you do so in this instance? Or would you just, in a snap, just break up with her and that's the end of that? Well, I want to hear your stories. You can call us at 323-642-1677. Again, that number is 323-642-1, talking about some of the women who revealed what their stories were as to why they cheated. So we'll talk to... um, We'll talk about a woman who says there was just something missing in the relationship. And that was her answer as to why she cheated. So we'll catch you right back after the break. Hey, guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. 
Darn, maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about men who forgave their partners for cheating. Would you do so? Would you be so kind? Or would you throw that fish back in the water? That's what we're here to find out. So, by the way, um, if you're listening to us live, we have a new feature on Blog Talk Radio. We have a chat line. So, um, We're usually here Tuesdays, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Um, Go to the Blog Talk Radio uh, site. You can find me. It says it's on uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross. That's forward slash DT Linda Gross. DT is short for dating tips. And hit up the chat line. So if you're unable to talk with us on the call-in line, send me a message on the chat line. Okay? All right. I'll look for you there. I want to see you be the first one. Okay. All right. Getting back to the show, we're talking about some women who are revealing why they cheated. And the following woman said, there was just something missing. She goes on to write, I was with someone for several years. It was something missing, and I, by chance, met somebody after a year of knowing them. I knew I couldn't hold back what I felt. I cheated emotionally for months, then once physically, and then I ended the relationship to be with the other person. So, you know, if if a woman says a comment like there was something missing, it's usually because her guy is not doing one or more of the four core tenets that I write about. So there's something missing. Connection, conne- uh, I'm sorry, confidence, connect with her, caring, or, or character. There's one or more of those elements that are missing And that's why she feels, oh, she might not be able to pinpoint what it is, but if you hear a comment like this, go back over those four core drives and shore up which one, if not more, is missing. That's what you're going to need to do because look what happened here. She strayed to the next person, right? I mean, you don't want to have that happen to you, right? So you got to have this, get this handled. It's on Amazon, Mastering Women. All right, let's go on to the next woman. The relationship wasn't right, she says. Over six years together, the relationship wasn't right, but all the memories, experiences, and time together made it hard to admit. And I emotionally cheated, got caught, went through heck, and then somehow was forgiven and we tried to work it out. But we broke up a few months later. I know it wasn't right to cheat, but... That is the emotional crutch I needed to break up with him. Again, the, when she's saying the relationship wasn't right, 
she was missing one or more of these core four elements and she was just sniff around, sniffing around with someone else because you didn't give her what she needed and um, she tried to hold out. She tried to keep it on an emotional cheating level, but then succumb to the physical. So watch out, guys. <laughs> this stuff is preventable. All right. Next woman goes on to say, I cheated on my abuser. This is an interesting one. She goes on to say, my husband would throw things, hit things, break things. He would curse at me, yell at me. He would raise his hands to me, and I couldn't stop him. I wasn't in love with the man I cheated with, but he treated me how I wanted to be treated. If I wanted to take it slow, he moved slowly. My needs and wants mattered. I would do anything he wanted me to do, even things I wasn't into. I'd do anything because I knew he would respect my wishes if I decided I wanted to stop. Our re- even though our relationship was purely sexual, in fact, we didn't even cuddle, but he respected me more than my husband did. So, yes, I cheated on my husband. In my mind, I never cheated on the man that I married. I cheated on my abuser. I cheated on my tormentor. Now, this one is very heartfelt. I, I do get this a lot. You know, you, you can't really change an abuser. Um, he's got to want to change things on his own. So I get this. Um, you know, she wasn't getting through to him. He was, you know, highly uh, volcanic, shall we say. <laughs> um, and then she found somebody who what she said and what she did and her and respected her emotions what she said and did mattered and you know what what girl doesn't want that so mattering what it what is that mattering is kind of like third c it means that the guy cares enough to listen and respect what you're saying and what your emotions are so again it's a core drive that every woman needs and that's why she cheated I fully get this one. So, you know, if you treat her like she doesn't matter, then don't be surprised if she leaves you for the next guy, right? All right. Next up, uh, this woman says, my isolation turned to selfish physical need. I see. So she goes on to say, yesterday I, I cheated on my husband. It wasn't planned. It wasn't thought out. It just happened. My husband had been overseas with his military contracting company for nine months now. I missed him horribly. And she goes, I'm in a town basically on my own without any family or any close friends I can really connect with. It's been alienating and isolating, and it has been torture at times. She goes on to say a few days ago, I met a guy around my age in a coffee shop and he noticed a sticker on my laptop that was of a band I was sure that no one else had ever heard of. Turned out that he had. And after a whirlwind of a few hours, I found myself at his house where it all went down. I thought at first he would just be a friend and I could share things with, but in an instant, my isolation turned to selfish physical need. All right, so 
to this I say, okay, yes, you're a great distance apart. She's been overseas, and she's also um, behind the eight ball because she doesn't, she's not surrounded with friends and family, which is usually very important to women. So um, if there isn't any family around, a couple of ways to solve this. Maybe she needs to go visit the family wherever they are. So maybe the family is a few hundred miles away, or even she has to get on the plane every now and again. Maybe that's what you have to do to reconnect with your family. And then with the close friends thing, maybe she needs to FaceTime these people or text them or be in some kind of communication um, with with uh, her friends and family, right? And if that's not the case, she needs to put herself in an environment where she creates new friendships, all right? So to leave her alone, basically so isolated, um, not that it was entirely his fault, but it's not an optimum situation. And she's just going to be looking for a connection. And she found it with this random guy in the coffee shop, right? All right. So um, was it about a physical connection? I don't think so. She was just needing to have her emotional, uh, you know, emotional connection filled when it wasn't happening otherwise. All right. Next person says, I just went along with it. It was a girl's night out girls night out on a Friday. It had been a while since all the girls had gotten together. So we really let loose. I bumped into a former work colleague who was out with her boyfriend and some of their friends. We chatted. And after a while, they invited me back to their hotel room. I knew what was going to happen, but I went along with it anyway. We ended up back at their hotel room where she seduced me. I ended up having sex with both of them. Now, at the time, it was mind-blowing, and I felt ashamed and disgusted with myself afterward. I don't know why I did it. I just went along with it. I love my husband, and I cannot believe what I've done. All right. Like I was saying a little earlier, don't let your girls go out where there's too much drinking involved (laughs) because... You know, all that liquor really lowers their defenses and they don't know what they're doing. All right. So don't let that be you. Next woman goes on to write, I met a guy who enjoyed talking to me and hanging out with me. We were in a long distance relationship, dated in high school, and I went to college. He always complained about coming to see me every other month when I would come back to see him every weekend. He also didn't like texting or calling as much as I wanted him to. Then I met a guy who enjoyed talking to me and hanging out with me, and I didn't make many friends, so I took what I could get. It turned out he had a girlfriend, but he was still constantly hitting on me. I was lonely and weak. He was very manipulative. My significant and uh, Other and I eventually broke up, but I didn't tell him about the affair until after we were together in person, because they live long distance. I regretted it, and I felt disgusted with myself. All right, so check out my book. It's another chapter in my book, These Long Distance Relationships, where I think somebody that's in a long distance relationship, uh, I think one or both parties really are not meant to be in a relationship. (laughs) Otherwise, somebody would be moving, 
right? So, you know, there's a distance there because that one or both parties don't feel comfortable being in a relationship. So that's problem uh, number one. Problem number two, she goes on to say that the long distance guy calling, especially when they live far away. Well, you know, this is pretty common of a lot of men. They don't like communicating. They don't like talking any more than they have to, but that doesn't work for women. So that is a problem with um, the the four C's. It's a problem with number two. Yes, you guessed it. Uh, failure to connect. So you're going to have to connect, especially if you're living long distance. Otherwise, she's going to leave you for someone else. Someone, like she says, who enjoys talking to her and hanging out with her. All right. Next lady up says, I thought he had cheated on me. I think there are a couple of reasons I cheated. One, I thought he had cheated on me. And based on something he said to me, implied that he'd been been intimate with someone else. Secondly, he was abusive. And the other guy made me feel desired and wanted. And since mine was making me feel like crap, I fell for the other guy. All said, I still regret it as I've always vowed that I wouldn't cheat. Okay, so what's the story of this one? Um, If she thinks she's being cheated on, yeah, that would give her ammunition and retaliation to cheat on you. So, I mean, I kind of get that. And then... Secondly, um, if he was abusive and the new guy made her feel desired and wanted, and again, desired and wanted is thirds about her, right? And second, see that he's connecting with her. So absolutely, I see how that can lead to her cheating. So this other guy, the new guy, gave her something that she wasn't getting uh, with the first guy. So I mean, not that it's justified, but I'm just giving you guys an idea how the female mind works. All right. Next woman in line says, I was scared of commitment. I was scared of commitment. He wanted us to be exclusive and I wasn't ready. So I got super drunk and yeah, slept with another guy. I told him the next day what had happened. All right. Scared of commitment. Um, (laughs) so if you're scared of commitment, don't be in a committed relationship. I mean, it's pretty simple, you know, um, the guy, the, the guy is pressuring her to be in a, in an exclusive relationship. She wasn't ready. So one way to back out of the whole thing is I guess to cheat, you know, cause some, a lot of people are not good communicators. So she played the physical card and look how that ended up. Not so good. Next woman um, says he always played the victim. Cheating on him. I guess they met at a festival romance two day, you know, a two day festival romance. And he made uh, me realize that the relationship with my boyfriend was completely messed up. He always played the victim. My boyfriend always played the victim, made me feel bad, even about the smallest disagreements, hinted at killing himself if I ever left him. Oh, boy. I don't think what I did was or is the right thing to do at all. But sometimes things like this just make you realize, oh, this is what it's supposed to be like. So, boy, if a guy uses the 
you know, I am the victim card and don't ever leave me because I'm going to kill myself. I mean, of course you have to leave him. Um, you know, his personal issues are not her problem. He needs to get some serious help. Again, not that the cheating is justified, but I guess that was her ticket out of town. Next woman goes on to write, he refused to leave me because we both knew the relationship was over but didn't want to admit it. I didn't have the guts to dump him, and he refused to leave me. So she took the easy and cowardly way out, and she cheated. That's funny. He refused to leave me, she she writes. Um, Well, I mean, you have to have the guts to get the job done and and leave the relationship. You know, it's it's like a Band-Aid. You just got to rip it off and do it if that's what the situation calls for. All right. Well, I'm so glad that you're able to join us today. If you like our show, there's many ways that you can show your love. You can listen, call, subscribe, and now chat. We have a chat feature here on Blog Talk. Like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, start with my Amazon link, download my app, buy my book on Amazon. These are all ways that you can show your love. All right. So thank you for joining us today. You can find us each and every Tuesday. That's 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time on Blog Talk Radio. So um, subscribe and uh, let you know when the next upcoming show is or put it on your calendar. uh, Blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross. Blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT as in dating tips. Linda Gross. That's how you find the live show. Now, for those of you who want to catch up on last week's show, we were talking about the rise of female infidelity. Uh, We were talking about for many being unfaithful in whatever form is an unthinkable betrayal of marriage vows. That being said, female infidelity is on the rise. Technology makes it easy. Being in the workforce makes it easy. Less societal stigma with cheating all make it easy. Should women go there or is there something else going on with these women? So let's find out. So you can catch up on last week's show. And by the way, any and all of my archive shows, we have plenty plenty to choose from, five years of shows. So where do you uh, listen to those? You can go to SoundCloud. So just uh, Google, same name as the show, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, Google, uh, and you should be able to listen to it on SoundCloud, of course, Blog Talk Radio, and also the TuneIn app. So lots of ways for you to listen and catch up. All right. Again, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time on the Men's Advocate Show.